Welcome to the Vegan Changemaker podcast. My name is June Fuchs and I'm on the quest to veganize over 50% of the global human population by the year of 2030. Sounds delusional? Well, obviously I can't do it alone. And that's why in this podcast, you're getting to meet some of the most influential, inspiring and impactful vegans there are. May this episode help you create more vegan impact in the world because we need your help as well, dear vegan friend. Aloha, everybody, and welcome to our live stream series introducing the Freedom Team. Today, I'm here with another very special member of our Freedom Team, William Ward. William Ward, ooh, he has a story. He has a long story. So William is a teacher a trainer, a facilitator, a speaker, a coach, an activist, and an author. As you'll see later, William has lived quite a life as a lifelong truth seeker, a mystic, a master level healer, and a life between lives regressionist. His passion is to spread light and love. William embarked on a spiritual path in 1973. I almost said 1937, but that wouldn't be right. <laughs> 1973, which involves living a clean, moral, substance-free, vegetarian, and since 2017, vegan lifestyle, and also a daily meditation practice. So before we're going to meet Will, and I'm going to bring him on, I want to remind you that today's live stream is, first of all, streamed via StreamYard which means you can comment and we're streaming to Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. So just comment, share your questions, say hello, let us know where you're tuning in from. And second of all, this is also dedicated to introducing you further to the Freedom Quest, what we are all about, what we're doing, and where we're going. So let me open the website of the Freedom Quest real quick for you because I have something to share. The first thing that I want to show you is this is the landing page of our website, right? You have a little intro segment, the quest of veganizing over 50% of all humans on planet Earth by 2030. This is what unites us and this is what the quest is all about. Now, how are we going to do that? We want to help you elevate your vegan impact, leverage your vegan influence and save billions of animals through doing so. And the best way we believe we can do that is offer you education trainings. As of today, we have officially announced 10 of our upcoming courses. One of those courses, um, Will is currently creating. We'll talk about that more in a moment. These courses, as you can see them here, are all around practices, tools, and skills that help you amplify your vegan impact. We have a well-being course. We have an objections management course. A marketing course is coming out. The art of teaching, storytelling permaculture course, we're having a public speech course, a conscious relating course, a blogging course, how to set up a vegan blog and market it efficiently. And we have your course, Will, the Master Your Energy course. I just want to highlight real quick this course here because you're currently working on it real hard and we'll talk about it more in a moment. The course you're offering, which starts in January 1st, 2024, which is also the official launch date of our platform. And the course that you're working on helps vegans and prospective vegans build integrity, confidence, positivity, and resilience. People in that course, the you know course, um, course walkthroughers, <laughs> will be given information, exercises, and processes that will empower them and assist them in enhancing, maintaining their emotional, energetic, and spiritual 
health. If you want to embark on that course and all the other courses that I've shown you before, we currently have our pre-launch happening, which means you can sign up for the January membership for a 75, yeah, a 75 percent discount 75 percent discount which means instead of uh, you paying 34 us dollars for the membership you pay eight dollars fifty cents you can do that via our website thefreedomquest.com now that's enough about the freedom quest i want to bring in will welcome sweetheart how are you doing i'm great thank you and how are you doing Ooh. You're always great. I don't even have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure how far that is from the truth. I'm always content. I wouldn't say I'm always great. I'm always content and at peace with all the challenges that life throws at us. And I think the same counts for you as I know you and as we've been knowing, getting to know each other a bit through this Freedom Quest. So the first thing that like really inspires me is the time that you've already spent on this planet, the time that you've spent dedicated to spirituality, to personal development, and really connecting with all beings in the planet around us. And I kind of want to take us back and ask you to tell us the story of your initiation. When you look back all of those years, what was like the initiating moment for you to start developing a deeper sense of spiritual connection, if you want to call that so? We're entering a wormhole here. Have you, got two, have you got two hours? It probably wouldn't be enough. <laughs> um, Let's enter the wormhole, you know. Let's see okay. how the listeners and the viewers like this. I think it's interesting. I'll, I'll try to keep it as brief and as focused as possible. Um, my journey really started when I was a child. Uh, I was about probably eight or nine years old. And uh, I had a spiritually transformative experience which really, really changed my life and it changed the trajectory of my life. It was obviously meant to happen. I don't think these things happen by accident. And um, it's exact same experience was re-given to me at age 15. Uh, obviously, I didn't get the message the first time around. But the experience was one in which I was overcome with the most incredible sense of love. It was indescribable and it was so powerful that uh, nothing else came has come close to it for the entire uh, span of my life and it sent me on a journey to try to find that love and that was what got me onto my spiritual path at age 22 um, I was initiated into a, a path of meditation an Indian path uh, called Surat Shabad Yoga and uh, you've mentioned already the principles of that path, um, which I have strived to follow for the last 50 years. And um, daily meditation has become so integral in my life that if I didn't wake up and do my meditation, I would feel wrong for the whole day. It just wouldn't. I, I can't even imagine not doing it. Um, but, you know, every philosophy comes from the past. And th this is true of Surat Shabbat Yoga as well. Although there's a living master, a lot of the way this is put across comes from historical ways of expressing spiritual truths. And over the years, I began to realize that, yes, this is my path for this lifetime. There's no question in my mind about that. 
but there's something that's really not 100% ringing my bells. And in fact, um, I was working in a situation where I was with people I had no real connection with for most of my working life. And I was actually miserable in spite of my meditation, in spite of my spiritual uh, practice and going to meetings regularly. I was selling the books. I was a speaker for them. And uh, it was it fulfilled me in many, many ways. But there was something wasn't 100%. I wasn't living my truth. I was living their truth, which there's nothing wrong with their truth. And I still believe in it. But something in my heart wasn't fulfilled. And what happened was life threw up a brick wall in front of me. I could not continue in that business anymore. I ended up staying at home for a year trying to figure out what am I supposed to do? And we had a magazine at that time called the Odyssey magazine. It's still around today, believe it or not. And all the alternative practitioners and healers were always advertising in that. And my wife happened to work in a health shop. And um, it so happened that a lady came along and said, I am learning reflexology and I need somebody to commit to 10 sessions of reflexology. I said, well, I've got nothing to do. Give it a go. And uh, I went for these 10 sessions of reflexology with her and it didn't really do much for me. Yeah, there you go. Odyssey. And um, it's, it, it's, it's been around a long time. And uh, during one of these sessions, I happened to get a headache. Now, that is something I almost never have suffered from as headaches. And I mentioned to this, to this lady that I had a headache. And she put her hands on my head and did some Reiki. And suddenly I thought, oh, here's something meaningful. And I said, no, 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 this, this, this is something. This is something. I'm going to have to do this. And uh, I started looking for a Reiki teacher. I knew a friend of mine who taught Reiki, and I approached her and I said, will you teach me Reiki? And she said, you know what? I've heard something really impressive about this other healing system. Uh, I suggest you look into that. What? You know? Here I'm actually asking to become a student. She's saying, look elsewhere. <laughs> so I, I approached the second Reiki master, and lo and behold, they said exactly the same thing. So I thought, no, 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 no. I looked through the Odyssey magazine. I came across an advert for a Reiki master who, whose adverts I'd seen regularly and who I knew to be successful in that field. And I phoned her up and I said, listen, I want to learn Reiki. And she said, oh, I've heard good things about this other path. You should check into that. I thought, no, hang on a second. The universe is giving me a message here. <laughs> so... I found an advert for this lady who taught it. It's called Teremai Sekim. I don't think it's around anymore. I don't know. But um, I made an appointment to go and see her. And uh, we had a meeting. And she was very much into this, you create your own reality story. And I was coming from the background of an Indian philosophy where everything is karma. And the two of us did not actually meet in that particular aspect of how the world works, you know? And uh, 
I said, there is such a thing as karma. And she said, no, there isn't such a thing as karma. Everything comes from you, what you think, and this and that and the other. So I said, look, we're going to have to dis agree to disagree. But I was sent here for a reason. I need to know about this path that you are teaching. And uh, we decided that the only way to find out more about it was to actually have a session. So I booked a session with her, and I went for the session, and she wasn't happy. There were people stomping up and down the passage and making a noise, and she was running out of the room and shouting at them. <laughs> I was lying in a bed of bliss. It felt like I was surrounded by energetic cotton wool. It was just giving off this most amazing feeling I'd never felt in my life before. And I said, there's no question in my mind. I've got to do this. So I booked in. I did level one with her. And I went out and I got hold of people who were interested and I tried my skills on them. And I, basically, I just got into it. And then I started thinking, now, do I need to continue with this? And she had said to me, if you need to know something from the universe, ask a question that has a specific answer. So I said, okay, I'm going to ask the question. If I need to do level two, the money to pay for that course will come. I thought, this is never going to work. <laughs> what happened? Oh, my webcam has suddenly seized. Oh. And yours. Frozen. I don't know. Can you still hear me? Yeah, you're back. Uh, we heard okay, you. I think we just got a little. Okay. Right. Cool. Okay. And uh, I got a refund from the receiver of revenue for the first time in my life for within a few cents, the exact amount that I needed. I thought, no, the universe is definitely telling me this. So I went, I did level two, I did level three. Eventually, I became a teacher. I thought, okay, this is really great stuff. I mean, I'm really enjoying myself here. And uh, there were just two of us who did level three together, a, a lady named Bonnie and myself. And we decided we were going to set up a stand at the a, a fair that we were having in Cape Town in the Civic Center, quite a large holistic fair. So we had up a stand with two massage tables and a, a little book and a pen that you could write down your name for the next session. And we were just doing quick half-hour sessions just to give people a taste. And this guy came along and he said to me, uh, you know, when I walked past your stand earlier, as I was walking away, I felt as if somebody kicked me in the backside. Oh, okay, this is weird. <laughs> I said, in fact, I walked past you seven times and I just couldn't stop. I had to come back. And I wrote my name down to come, but I don't know why. Anyway, he lay down on my table and I started working on him. And he started to shake, but really violently shake. But, you know, there's a feeling that you get when something is wrong. And that feeling wasn't there. So I carried on as if nothing was happening. But Bonnie panicked. Here's this guy trembling. She thought he was having an epileptic fit. So she came quickly from the person she was working on and put her hands on his car, on his shins and he started to shake even harder. So she put the hands away as if she'd been burnt. <laughs> anyway, I did the session on this guy and when the session was finished, I could not get him to come back. I grounded him about five or six times and eventually with much reluctance, he came back into his body and he sat on the side of the bed with his head in his hands and he mumbled something. Pardon? What did you say? 
I went somewhere. What do you mean? Where I went, everybody was just lights. And they were telling me stuff. What? I, I had no idea what this was about. And he said, the first thing they said, I must tell you that your left is your right. My left is my right? What on earth does that mean? And then he said, I must tell you something else. He said, I'm an engineer. And he said, they explained this in the way of a cloverleaf intersection, a traffic intersection. You know, where you've got the four roads going like this. And he said, the four energies that you're working with, that was air, fire, water, and uh, um, water, fire, air, and earth. What's the fourth one? Earth. 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 And he said, there is another one in the middle, and you're working with that. What on earth? Anyway, we were hell of a busy. He, I managed to get him off my bed and get the next person on. And probably about three or four o'clock in the afternoon, I finally had a break to go and look for some food. I was starving. And there was a poor guy sitting on the steps with his head in his hands with a nine-mile stare. He, he was completely blown away. He didn't know what had happened to him. And I, I felt really sorry for him, but I didn't want to go and ask him for his name and number to follow up on this. I would, no, the guy's actually been through quite an experience. Let me leave him alone. Then I got home and I thought, oh, man, I should have taken his number. What do I make of this? I'm, I, I, I've got to figure this out. They thought, oh, I need a psychic. Lo and behold, the next day the phone rings and this guy says, hi, William, my name's Des. I got your number from the health shop where I found your pamphlet. and You and I do similar stuff. Um, I'd like to get together and have a chat. And by the way, on a Wednesday, I go to a psychic circle with a woman named Justine. Would you like to come? So, okay, I went to go to Justine's psychic circle. So hold on. But that didn't answer my question. And you got the what contact is? to him as just, it just came. It just came. Just came. Wow. wow. And I, but, I figured out what was the left is the right story is this. If you look at pictures of the Egyptians, they stand with one hand up and one hand down like this. Okay. What they're doing is they taking energy from the sky and they're sending it into the earth. And normally you receive energy with your left hand and you give out energy with your right. But mine worked the other way around. And I'd been forcing my energy to, to run the wrong way all this time when I was working on people. I used to get this tremendous tension across my shoulders and neck here all the time from forcing the energy to run the wrong way. I didn't even know that it was that was what was happening. And when I finally started working the other way around, then it suddenly worked. Anyway, I still didn't have the answer to this question. Now I'm going to do my first, uh, I think it was my first uh, training uh, about the second or third course I was doing level one and I went and I spoke to my uh, teacher Renee she was a beautiful person beautiful person and uh, she said who's on your course I said I showed her all the names she said oh this guy Dave I said don't expect him to pitch up he's booked with me twice he didn't pay a deposit and I never heard from him again okay well what the heck Dave doesn't come Dave doesn't come but uh 
we, we're just about to start the course. There's no sign of Dave. And he suddenly comes rushing in. Oh, I'm sorry I'm late. I didn't realize it was so far. I got caught in a speed trap, blah, 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 blah. There's Dave now. He's the last person I expected. He's an international male model. He's like a, a highly he's busy in the film industry. He's got a deep sea fishing boat, a fancy sports car, expensive house. You know, I didn't expect him to be interested in spiritual healing at all. Energy healing. Anyway, we get going. And what happens? We're doing our first meditation. Dave starts to shake and tremble, just like the guy did on my bed. So I pulled him aside afterwards. I said, Dave, um, I know that this is something new for you. And I just want to explain to you what I know about this. I'm not an expert, but I can tell you that what's happening is that you are channeling. Some higher being wants to speak through your body and you have complete autonomy over your own body. You can decide whether you want this to happen or not. He comes back the next day and he says, look, I've given it some thought. And he says, if there's a message for somebody in this group, I'm willing to be the messenger. So we get to our first meditation of the day, meeting the seven archangels. Here's Dave shaking and trembling and he's, he's going back and his jaws dropping open and he's starting to make sounds in his throat. So I went and I put my hand on, on his abdomen just to give him some energy. And he says, I am Raphael. You have questions. Now, I don't know who he's talking to. There's a whole group of us in the room. And his arm comes up sort of like shakily and points to me. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And I realize he's, he's talking about a question I had about what is this fifth energy field. Yeah. So I said to him, what is the fifth energy Expecting he's going to say, oh, it's ether, oh, it's this, oh, it's that. He says, why do you want to give it a label? It's there, and those who need it will come to you. So, oh, okay, so, so much for my curiosity. And uh, it turned out that Dave, uh, he was a natural channel. He knew nothing about channeling. He knew nothing about energy healing. He just knew that there was an energy he'd felt one day while running in a forest in Austria. He'd felt this energy, and he felt like he wanted to rediscover that energy. And when he came to this particular healing method, he felt that energy there. And I believe it was the energy of the archangels that he felt. So uh, we had channeling sessions at his house. We had been told by we actually did a session with him at his home to ask what this was all about and why did he have this ability and what was it for and they said to us whoever came through i can't remember who it was now they said dave has this ability and his ability can be used for for anybody in this group that you call sakim so we had sessions at his house on a regular basis, and it was absolutely amazing the stuff that we were shown, the stuff we were told, the stuff that we went through. It even took us through certain processes and this, that, and the other. And I thought, you know what? This is amazing. I am so on track here. This is my life's mission. I'm here. You know, my heart was open. My bells were ringing. Everything was working. But... Over time, 
My classes just got smaller and smaller and smaller. The number of people coming for healing sessions slowly dwindled until I couldn't actually make enough to survive out of this particular healing system. I couldn't understand it. I was absolutely so disappointed. I thought, how can it be? I found my life's work and now it's just fading away. And I came across something which also was of tremendous interest to me, and that was life between life regressions. And uh, I read the books, um, Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton. I thought, wow, this is really amazing. If, if I could do this, I would really, really be so happy. And so it turned out I, I knew somebody who I thought would make a good uh, um, guinea pig, I said, let's give it a try. Sure enough, it worked. And I started doing life between life regressions. Mm -hmm. And I did probably between 20 and 30 of them. And that also faded out. What on earth is going on? And over the years, I've come to realize that, oh, there was another thing I did, which also was a major step forward in my life. And that was... I had a client in the computer business who said to me, oh, I see your healing certificates there. What is that about? So I told him about that. And he said, you know what? I'm doing this thing called uh, Alive, World Alive. You must come and check that out. Ugh, you know what? That's probably peanuts compared to what I've been doing. But anyway, he prevailed on me, and eventually I actually flew up to Johannesburg with him, and we went to one of these World Alive weekends. That knocked my socks off too, and that was where I found out about um, how to work with people in a, a whole weekend of um, facilitating, how to facilitate change in people. And I must say that when I was doing healing as well, I didn't just put somebody on my table and start doing energy work on them. I would sit and talk to them. And if it took 40 minutes, I would talk to them for 40 minutes before I put them on the table because I understand that healing is about changing your way of thinking. It's not about just working with your energy system because if you change something in somebody's energy system and they don't change the way they think, it's going to go back to the way it was before. And, uh, this also be, was, was really meaningful for me. Uh, I became a facilitator for them. That also faded. And I realized eventually that there were things in my life I had to work out. And this is what had brought me to where I am today. That realizing that in spite of having all these amazing ways of working with people, I had to be clear also and the first thing that came to me was getting over fear i was in a state where when i heard the letterbox close outside this panic would run through me is it another bill will i be able to pay it can i delay it for another 30 days or will something going to get cut off i was living in that state and this fear was eating me up. And eventually I realized, you know what? The, 
it's not the situation that's causing the problem. It's the fear. So I decided to do something about the fear. And I came up with a process of actually working with the fear. And that is one of the processes that I'm going to present in the course. Uh, how to actually face and overcome your fear, which I think is huge. Because I see so many young vegans these days walking around saying, oh, I feel so anxious. I don't know what's wrong. I feel so anxious. They're going to a psychologist. They're taking tranquilizers. Why? Because there's some underlying fear. And I think that the main, the main issue that we all have is that when we were tiny, when we were very young, we took on beliefs. We took on beliefs from our parents. We took on beliefs where something happened to us and we just happened to decide that that's why it happened. And many of these beliefs are not true. Many of them are actually holding us back. And, you know, it's, it, we took on beliefs from our teachers. We took on beliefs from books that we read. We took on beliefs from what we were taught in school. We took on beliefs from religions. And all of these beliefs have made us think the way that we think now. And there, there are better ways of thinking. There are things that hold us back. And the way to overcome them is to get to the underlying belief and just see, is this true or isn't it? And you'll find that any belief that's disempowering you is not coming from a place of truth. It's some misunderstanding that's happened, either passed down from generation to generation to you, or something that you have mistranslated. When somebody said something to you, you thought, oh, that means I must be like this. Which actually, it's not the case at all. It's their problem, not yours. And the other thing that I find huge and which I had to learn was forgiveness. I grew up with a father who resented me and an elder brother, half-brother, who resented me. And I had this thing about male energy. Male energy is unpleasant. I don't want to have anything to do with male energy because of this whole situation. And I realized afterwards, it's not his fault. The man had been through the Second World War. He'd just come back, just got married, and now I came along. And all of the attention that he wanted from his wife was now focused on her baby. And to be honest, I had a very similar situation when my first son was born. Okay. Suddenly, the woman is no longer focused on you. She's yeah. focused on this child. And the child knows it. The child actually looks at you and says, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. she's mine now. <laughs> anyway, as I learned to forgive that, a lot started to change in my life. And then I had the experience of having the woman that I had trusted for 30 years have an affair, which eventually led to our divorce. I also had a daughter who had cystic fibrosis who passed away. And my wife and I didn't grieve in the same way. For me, there is no such thing as death. A person just moves from one form to another. Their, their, their energy is there. It was there before they were born. It's there after they were born. For me, there's no such thing as grief. Because the person, is, the person wasn't the body. The person was the energy. So she couldn't see it that way. 
And uh, one thing led to another, we got divorced, but you know, it was very unpleasant being with somebody who is being dishonest and uh, manipulative and lying and cheating and deceiving and having an affair with somebody else. And that was something difficult to get over. I sat in a hotel room in India on my way to the colony there for two days with a pen and a piece of paper scribbling out my anger and my pain and my frustration and then tearing it up and doing and writing letter after letter after letter after letter, getting it out of my system. And probably two years later, I still hadn't forgiven her. And I realized that I'm only harming myself. There has to be a way. And the way was to first just make a decision, make a decision to forgive and let the universe guide you how that is going to happen. And that's what I did. And it, it didn't happen overnight, but I'm completely fine with her now. When I last visited Cape Town, I went to see her. We had a good chat. And, um, you know, it's, it, forgiveness is enormous. We have no idea what we are sitting on and resenting and harming ourselves. Um, and in fact, I can recommend very highly uh, a book. Uh, what's it called now? Zero, zero, zero point. I'm not quite sure, but it's all about the Hawaiian zero system called Oponopono. Oh, uh, no, it's. Doctor, ooh, I can't. Do, you know, my mind sometimes doesn't get the word I'm looking for at my age. But it's all about the power of forgiveness. Yeah, the Ho'oponopono. You yeah, Ho'oponopono. That's it. That's it. Right. Practice, which um, literally means sitting to write, to make right. Ho'oponopono is an ancient Hawaiian communication practice based on the physical and spiritual need for members of a family to work together and um, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So anybody can research anyway, that word further if you want. I, to. I highly recommend everybody to look into that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's tremendously powerful. You can change situations without even talking to a person just by doing their practice. And the practice is so simple. It says, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Yeah. Those four statements, yeah. that's all it is. And it really is tremendously powerful. I highly recommend it to anybody who, who wants to upgrade their life in any way. Okay, so um, now we come to veganism. Yeah, uh, I actually want to ask you about this because we talked to this in a pre about this in a previous interview. And the beautiful thing, I think, is when people walk the spiritual journey, veganism comes with it. But there is yeah. a misinterpretation oftentimes where people get lost. And something that you said that I want to highlight is there is no death. There is no grief according to, to your words. And therefore, everything is energy. I subscribe to that. But I always refer to it as we have these different dimensions, right? We have the third, the physical matter dimension, the matrix in which there is a connection to a physical body and the experience of, of emotions and pain. And then we have the fourth and fifth and sixth, et cetera, dimension, which goes into the energetic realms and the realms beyond that. 
So I'm very curious to hear like how that happened for you to transition to veganism as you live it today. Yeah. Yeah. Like many vegetarians, I felt oh, I'm vegetarian. My pa says I must be vegetarian. That's good enough for me. But then I met my friend Carol. And Carol was a vegan. And she kept on saying, you know what? The dairy industry is actually just as bad, if not worse, than the meat industry. And I go, oh, come on, man. You can't convince me of that. How can taking milk from a cow be so bad, you know? And eventually it got through to me. Actually, this is a problem. It is a huge problem. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, I don't know if you've heard of Veganuary. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I decided, okay, sometime in December, January 1st, I'm going vegan. This is Carol, yeah. by the way. That's man. Carol. Yeah, absolutely. She's in she, our team. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I did. January 1st, I think it was 2017, somewhere around there. I didn't take a note of the year, but it was about six years ago. I went vegan. And Carol also got me involved in vegan activism. We, uh, we've been to quite a, a number of different types of protests, uh, anti-fur, uh, empty the tanks, um, anti-fireworks, because so many animals get harmed when there's uh, a huge amount of fireworks going on, and yeah. the panic and all sorts of things happen. And uh, then, of course, uh, Anonymous for the Voiceless. Uh, we, we are still involved in Anonymous for the Voiceless. And, um, yeah, uh, I must just say that I didn't expect there to be much difference in my health between being vegetarian and being vegan. But having been vegetarian for 45 years and then going vegan, I think I'm a good test case. And I can say that the things that happened, which I didn't expect, number one, uh, the years I had sinus breath are behind me. All that cheese, milk, cream, whatever I was having caused my sinus breath and it was unpleasant. I mean, who wants to, to have that smell on their breath? The second thing I noticed was heartburn. I'd suffered from since childhood. Heartburn, gastric resurgence, gone. And I think cheese was really the, the issue there. It's a very rich food. It's, it's, it, it, it just didn't agree with me. I'd have continual heartburn for all of those years. I don't have it anymore. And the thing you're going to think is really funny. I don't know if you're aware of it. Many men get pimples on their backsides. Oh, Ooh. tell me about it. Uh-huh. As soon as I became vegan, no more. Same. I had it full. Full. Yeah. No more now. So there you go. That's the, Weird as it is, that is the fact. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, look, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot that uh, I've glossed over, but I think you've got... Oh, one thing I want to say is this. The search for love has been the driving force behind my life. From that first experience of love, I knew that that was what I wanted to find. I had to. It was, it was not a question that I chose to. It was just a had to do. And so, of course, as a teenager, there must be a woman here who's right for me. We'll find that perfect love and we'll live this beautiful life. 
Well, what happened was I was involved with a, a girl and I didn't think I loved her. I thought she, we, we, we got on beautifully and we had this and that and the other. I went off to the army. Okay. What happens? Uh -huh. Three weeks, three months down the line, here comes the dear John letter. I was shattered. I had no idea anyone could feel that amount of pain and misery. I didn't even know I'd been in love with her until my heart was broken. And that is because the kind of love that a person feels with another person is just not on the same level as spiritual love. It's, it's like comparing... I don't even want to try and give you a comparison. It's just a mere shadow of what love is like. And what I experienced as a, as a person with those spiritually transformative experiences was a mere shadow of what really happens when one's no longer trapped in a physical body. So uh, that, that was my search, was to find love. And the first big changing point in my life happened when I found a little book in our, my parents' bookshelf. It was called The Art of Loving. And I found this book and I thought, aha, here's some good hints about how to be good in the bedroom. <laughs> Opened the book and wasn't about that at all. It was actually about where to find real love. And the answer in the book was very simple. You could actually, Eric Fromm, that's the author, yes. He's been, he's, 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 I'm glad that the book is still in print. It's a beautiful book and, and I would highly recommend it to everybody. Um, his answer is, if you want love, go to the source of love. That is the creator. Whatever you want to call it, universal energy, you know, everybody's got their own names for it. And it's really a problem. You can't say God because people think that this is now a religious thing. But that is the answer. And that is what brought me to my spiritual path and what kept me seeking all of these years. Uh, why I still want to grow every day. I want to grow more and then grow more and grow more. Because as you become clearer, you're able to access that energy in a more and more meaningful way. And your life just gets filled with more and more joy, more and more peace, more and more love. Wisdom comes through you that you didn't know it, it was possible. Everything just starts to work in ways that no amount of mental machinations could ever accomplish. Okay, yeah. I think that's about the story. I've, I've said so much and you had so little to say, so. Well, it's an interview about you, so <laughs> great. And I just want to add on that I can relate so strongly to what you just said. Um, there's a voice that always echoes back to me from, you know, people in the Freedom Quest, friends and family, um, like, oh, my God, you're that young, like that, you know. And what you just said, um, I, I feel that way. I do. I used to read a lot of books, but I don't anymore. And I spend a lot of time in sitting in meditation, sitting in practice where, you know, that wisdom starts coming through. And it's not like I'm hearing voices. Some people would describe it like that, but it's mm -hmm. more of I'm receiving the right guidance that my intuition moves me towards where I need to move. Inspirations. 
Insp- exactly. Taking action based on in- inspired action, taking mm-hmm. inspire-based action. And I have to say the Freedom Quest wouldn't exist without that. If I would yeah. kept reading books and stuff, I'm not sure if the Freedom Quest would, would be alive today. And yeah. you know, we would have met today. I, I doubt it, honestly. And yeah. um, so having these practices, it is... You know, a lot of vegans, and I want to bring that to the table today, actually, as well, is a lot of vegans think spirituality, mindfulness, it's just not a necessity as a vegan. And I I subscribe to that in terms of it's not a necessity. Yet I want to add on to the way we advocate, the way we inspire other people around us through our energetic presence, which is always there. You can't hide it. You can be a pro at poker face, but you can't hide your energetic presence, right? And so working on that, refining that, using that as a tool to advocate for truth, aka veganism, aka animal welfare, aka healing nature, the planet, ourselves. It's all the same, it's all the same circle to me. Um, it just makes a lot of sense. So I'm really grateful that you're actually being with us in this team, Will, and that you're spending so much time with us to, to you know, dive in. You've already developed um, the curriculum for our course. You're one of the first trainers and facilitators um, who has developed the full curriculum. We have five curriculums right now in the testing phase, and yours is one of, yours is one of those. So at this moment, I just want to highlight again that the courses that are in development right now around objection handling by Carol, your friend or our friend Carol, um, emotional and mental well-being, conscious relating, ethical brand marketing, public speech, you know, all skills and, and tools to have more impact as a vegan in the world. And then there's your course. Um, currently, we call it Master Your Energy as it is in the project stage. The name might change, but... We're at Master Your Energy by William Ward at this moment in time. And I said that in the beginning of the live stream, what it will do, right? Everybody who wants to secure themselves early access to it, now is the time. You can sign up to our platform as an early bird with a 75% discount. Instead of $34 US for the monthly membership starting in January, you can sign up now and join our community platform with those courses for only $8.50. It's super cheap. Now, a little thing, a little beautiful insight as well is two of these courses are actually ready. The well-being course by me and the art of conscious relating course. So once you sign up, you get both of these courses, which I used to sell for each $250. You get both of them for $8.50. So that's a no-brainer. And in January 2024, you will receive access to all the other courses, including your course, Will, which I want to actually talk about with you for a moment. Now, the curriculum that you're developing, is it's very holistic. It really summarizes all the experiences that you've had, right? So do you want to give us a little insight on, on the course, your thoughts? <laughs> I, I can even open the curriculum, actually. <laughs> Let me just open the curriculum for uh, us. It's, uh... Are you a yeah, piece yeah. of the curriculum? It's yes, absolutely. It's so long since I put it up that I can't even remember what's in it anymore. A, a lot, everything. Yeah. So yeah. Think I think about? I think it might be necessary to split it into more than one course. That could be happening, right? So this is yeah. we're, this is really cool for our viewers to know as well. We're testing the courses previously to recording them. 
um, once or twice. We call them the test rounds or the beta test versions. So we're um, testing those courses in order to optimize them. And as you said, you know, we're about to test your curriculum within our team. Where is it? Hold on. Let me open it somewhere here. Here, that one. And then I have to open the link to it. Whoops. It. Yeah, very holistic, right? So the course helps vegans um, build integrity, confidence, positivity, and resilience. The course is presented in four sections, which are foundation, preparation, ele elevation, and elation. Do you want to tell us a little bit about these four sections that you've written, if that's still um, present in your mind? You know, it's not, it's not very uh front of mind at the moment i guess i should have had a look at this before i uh, came onto this <laughs> but um yes I, th I think that uh foundation would be things like um understanding uh who you who and what you are yeah well there it is you've got it energetic frequencies demystified what energies do uh what energy do you put into yourself and that's important you know energies are put into you not only via your food but also by your surroundings and by the people that you, you hang out with, what you watch on television. All of it is energy that you're putting into yourself. And you can change your quality of life tremendously by just paying attention to what you're paying attention to. Your thoughts, of course, are the main thing that you're putting into your, into your energy. And if you are thinking about, oh, this is going so badly here, this country's a wreck, and oh, who knows what's going to happen next. You're going to actually start feeling bad about everything. Um, and, uh, you know, the, if, I, I would suggest that anybody who's interested should actually have a look through the, 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 the uh, curriculum and, and see for themselves what it's about. But anyway, module two is about how to let go of low frequency energies, uh, fear, anxiety, depression, blame, guilt, shame, passivity, victimhood, codependency, all of those things are so common in today's world. In fact, I don't think it's really possible to have a one-on-one -on -one relationship in a, in a romantic setting without some sort of codependency. It's, it, it's just naturally, you have some expectation of them, they have some expectation of you, and, you know, if you can clear yourself and they can clear themselves, your whole uh, relationship is on a completely different level, completely different level. And uh, then we started to get into actually working with energy. What is energy? How does your energy work? Uh, what can you do to clear your own energy? Um, how do other people's energy affect you? How do your energy affect other people? And I have ways and means that I've learned through the energy healing uh, uh, system about how to actually work with your energy, how to protect your energy, um, how to stop your energy from flowing out and getting lost to other people. And, you know, there's a lot of, I don't want to go into detail here because we haven't got time for that. But there's a lot of processes that one can use uh, to make to look after your own energy field and when i say energy field i'm talking about your entire being not just your body and uh, not just the the, uh, the 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 aura of that's just immediately around you but you actually exist on many different levels 
energetically. And the, these levels are all affected by different things in your environment. And to become conscious of that and to learn how to work with that is a huge step forward. And uh, then we're also going to get into, once we've got all of that in place, you've got the foundation, you've learned how to get rid of the negativity, you've learned how to work with energy, then we're going to work on building the positive side of things. How to set the highest possible intention for yourself. How to live in truth and integrity. How to be authentic. Uh, the importance of all of these things. And I mentioned their vulnerability. I think this is a hugely um, important thing, is how to be actually vulnerable with people. And I think in outreaching, that is a major, major thing. Yeah. If you're going to go and talk to somebody about what you believe in veganism and why, why they should be vegan, the first thing you have to do is not be closed off, not be self-protecting, because that causes them to be closed off and self-protecting. If you are completely vulnerable and honest with them, you're speaking to them from integrity, you're making a heart-to-heart -heart connection with them, and you're seeing life from their point of view, they will open up to you if they are in any way interested in what you are presenting. Okay. And then we get to the spiritual connection. What is the universal energy? What is consciousness? How do you get guidance? And how do you go about raising your consciousness so that you can actually make these connections more easily? Uh, and, and this is why I'm saying there's such a lot in here that it might be beneficial to break it up into more than one course. Yeah. And probably the, the, the courses are on different levels as well. You know, some people might not be interested in the more esoteric stuff. They might want the most basic stuff. Other people, for uh, basic stuff will be in place already. They'd rather learn more about esoteric stuff. So for a long time, I've thought this might be a better idea to actually make it two different courses. Hmm. Well, uh, there's something that you mentioned that I want to uh, highlight, uh, which I think I mentioned to you in our first meeting together. The connection between veganism and consciousness. And I think you will, you possibly yesterday, you will recall that during your uh, interview with, what's her name again? With uh, Miriam. 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 She yeah. mentioned that she became vegan and then she became conscious. She was not really that much into heartfelt connections. Well, I forget the word she used. Was it... Um, I can't remember. But anyway, that is just one of many, many instances I've seen where somebody becomes vegan and then all of a sudden their heart starts to open. They start to see the suffering. They start to, 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 to feel what's going on and that they realize there's more to life than just what I want. And uh, that, that's an important aspect of veganism. I think that's been overlooked by many people who talk about veganism. And it works the other way around as well. I think as a person becomes more conscious, it becomes more and more imperative upon them to work with a pure uh, a veg vegetable diet. And one of the first things we learned in our energy healing course was water-based foods. Drink water, eat water-based foods. And if you don't and you're doing energy healing, you're going to be uncomfortable. 
And it's the same for anything in life. Very true. I remember that in our first conversation. And I yeah. think that, that's the beauty of it. Like, I think we mentioned it before. They come hand in hand. Yes, very much. The co connection, um, consciousness, cosmic consciousness, universal consciousness, and veganism, they come hand in hand. There's no way in a lifetime that that doesn't happen. Maybe very mm -hmm. rarely. But we're with the Freedom Quest. We're, we're, we want to promote that. We want to actually, you know, give people faster access to that and that's why we're having this selections of courses including yours which we're about to test uh the coming yes. months before the launch so we'll see if we have to split it into two mm -hmm. courses or if it works as one course you know and i think the most important thing is that when we as vegans start you know realizing that we have something to carry out in the world and to do it from a place as you say of of love of surrender of acceptance and not from a place of anger because i'm not speaking only for myself when i say i did burn out um, i mean after years of activism years of being on the streets demonstrations and that was because of the stress the frustration the anxiety the depression mm -hmm. that came with it and mm -hmm. the constant anger and so your course will be one of the key courses that we're offering in the Freedom Quest to help people really grow out of that and move the world into a vegan direction from a place of love, from a place of acceptance, of forgiveness. A lot of us haven't forgiven ourselves just yet because we've yeah. lived years and mm -hmm. years as omnivores or vegetarians. And a lot of us vegans struggle with that. And the longer you carry that around, the more it will affect your physicality, the way you speak, the way you engage, the way you relate to people. So in those in those words, I just want to thank you, Will, for um, creating this course for us and with us. And I'm very excited to launch it in January 24. I'm very glad that there's an opportunity to test all of these courses. I think it's really the right way to go because you can't actually know until you presented a course how it's going to go down with other people you know in your your head it says one thing but in somebody else's life it might be something completely different so to get feedback is the most valuable thing i think yeah i think so too and even more than that within our team we have experts we have fellow trainers and facilitators yeah, yeah. we have first creators including myself so the feedbacks that we're getting are high quality feedbacks and not just yeah. art. It, it was amazing. You know, we can really refine the courses before we bring them into our platform. And that's the same with the courses that are already available, right? I mentioned mm. before, there's two courses that are already available. If you sneak in with an early bird discount, as I said before, there's an uh, early bird discount of 75% for everybody that wants to sign up to the Freedom Quest membership platform. And those courses are the conscious relating course and the emotional and mental well-being course and the way i've created those two was also i've i have run them before one of them twice and one of them even four times with people in person to refine them to an extent that i could start recording those essential modules and put them in place so i think testing a course it's it's there's no other way to make a good course um mm -hmm. than test it in life with people you know yeah so, yeah yeah that's that's why we're doing it that way and everybody loves it we're having our next team meet up um on sunday or monday depending on the availabilities so we'll talk more about that then 
and that's not going to be streamed live to our audience. That's a team internal <laughs> meetup. Yeah. Yes, we're having those two. <laughs> and um, yeah, I want to bring closure to today's interview and ask you if there's any lost message, any lost thought that you want to share with the people out there, the people watching the recording or tuning in live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, our freedom communities. Yeah, I, I don't want to lay some kind of super wise message on everybody and come across as the, the guru. Um, what I just want to say is that I'm here because I followed my heart. And I think that anytime something speaks to you in your heart, listen. Do it. If it makes you, if it fills you with joy, you're on the right track. If it doesn't, rethink it and no matter how true something might appear to be to you intellectually if it doesn't fill you with joy then it's not right for you so that, that that's really i think that the key to living life is just follow your heart follow your heart i love that thank you so much will thank you for gifting us with your time today and sharing a, like such a big bite of your story. Everybody go and watch the recording if you're just tuning in now. That was that was really interesting. I was all ears. And um, I can't wait to test the course and to refine it with you and to launch it in January 24. So in the name of myself, all the other Freedom Quest team members and all our viewers, I guess. Thank you so much, Will. And um, June, thank you. Thank you for creating this platform. Thank you for being the driving force behind it. Um, it's it's really a wonderful opportunity, and I, I, I'm so glad that I'm being able to be involved in this. It's just it's just the right thing at the right time. It's pen, fantastic. It's really beautiful. I agree. Thank you so much. Thank you, Will. And to all of our beautiful listeners, our viewers, I want to thank you one more time as well. In the name of myself and all the other beautiful team members, as you can see on our website here, we have a different section um, on the top of the website, right? We have our vision. We have a membership um, that I said to you already. You can sign up now with an early bird discount. And we have the team section. So if you want to get to know more of the beautiful people like Will and I that are in this team, you go to that team section, you scroll down, and ooh, the world will open up. You can see all of those beautiful people that are in our team. They're currently... Um, 45 people in our team, 20 are very active. Those are the ones we're presenting on our website. And you can even click on the button here, more about the person, and then it will take you to another interview that we've did, just like the one you just watched now with that specific person. So you can get to know our trainers and facilitators. You can get to know our um, administrative workers. You can get to know our social media experts, our strategists, our, um, who else do we have? We have so many, our copywriters, our lawyer and strategist and the admin team, Marcelo. You can meet um, another strategist, Jessica, a fitness trainer, a tech savvy person, another strategist. We have a bookkeeper. It's, it's a whole team at work and I'm very grateful for all of them. So go ahead and check them out. Have fun doing so. And um, that's it for today. Thank you for watching and I love you. Mwah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Vegan Changemaker podcast. Please share it with your friends, your family, your social network, and your loved ones. 
If you want to get your impact to the next level, I invite you to take the Vegan Impact Quiz. I created it to help you figure out what the next steps are for you to elevate your vegan impact and create more significant influence in the world. Check out the link, I left it for you in the show notes, and I'm curious to see where you're gonna land and what your next steps will be. Let's veganize this world together, dear vegan friend.